And it's like, screw those guys. I could kick their ass and I'm fat. Hey guys, this is Rick, the Otter Assassin, and welcome to Spit Take. Make sure you visit our website at spittakers.wixsites.com backslash spit hyphen take. There you will find the hub for blogs, video clips of our podcast, our full podcast, and social media pages where we will share pop culture news. We also have a new rumble. Our channel is Spit Take podcast now i'm gonna kick it over to adam and sam what is going on gentlemen not a whole lot i'm sitting here in my uh ugly christmas sweater that i was wearing at my uh office party today wasn't much of a party we just had some uh some nice lunch but good people to work with what about you sam i am currently trying to make sure i don't lose my voice during this podcast so i'm drinking a little uh earl grey tea with some honey and some uh s- some nice creamer nice Looks like nobody's hired drunk today, so that's a well, nice yeah. <laughs> Cheers. I'm drinking water. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. I guess I'm the only uh, one drinking. Got a little Buffalo Trace with me. I think uh, you have a problem. Yeah, that's Adam, what they say. Adam, I've been meaning to tell you something. <laughs> well, We're, you know what? We, you we all can... love you. We're here to support you. Yeah. Well, luckily, you guys live too far away to have an intervention for me. So. Yeah, just... I forgot to bring my gun anyways. <laughs> Yeah, well, hey, Where's we're like, hey, damn grease fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this week I actually, uh, this is something I just want to talk about. I went uh, for uh, work Christmas thing. We went up to uh, the Paps Theater up in Milwaukee and we saw a Christmas Carol. Uh, and it was awesome. I haven't been to see a play in a long time, but it was a lot of fun. And uh, you kind of forget how dark that, that show really is until you watch it. Mm-hmm. And I, how kind of messed up it really is because I was. As I was watching, there's a whole scene where um, Scrooge is in school and he, you know, and one of his friends is like, oh, you can come home with me for Christmas. He's like, oh, no, my daddy won't like that. He'll hit me and all that. And I was like, hold on a second. I was like, so these ghosts are targeting somebody who was like a victim of child abuse. And I was like, there's much worse people in the world that could probably benefit from this Christmas shit. But uh, but for some reason, they go after Scrooge. And I was like, I feel like it's kind of undeserved. Like, the guy just kind of wanted to be left alone. And he's like, dude, I've had enough of your stuff. Like, I just kind of want to do my own thing. I don't really like Christmas. But it's like, hey, you know what? We're going to make you like Christmas. Um, it was, uh, as I was sitting there, I was like thinking about it. And I was like, okay, interesting. And you don't see it as much in the Muppets adaptation. They don't really talk about the child abuse in there. Um, but it, it was it was something. And But uh, I will say, you know, even though I, I was thinking about that, uh, the play was the play was excellent. If you live in the area, go up check it out. It's really good. It's running through next week, um, but really, really good show, and it was a lot of fun. So, well, uh, how's that unlike uh, that movie Trick or Treat? First of all, I find it concerning that you guys didn't get my "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia" reference um, when Danny DeVito uh, they did a uh, uh, when they uh, when he was drinking too much. But anyways. Um, oh. Remember in Trick or Treat, the the uh, the show where uh, he didn't follow the rules of Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Is it so? Is it like Scrooge kind of a kind of a horror movie or horror horror story, and the ghosts kind of go after him, except like less murder. I mean, yeah, the same thing. It's just ghosts kind of like, hey, uh, if you don't follow the rules of Christmas, we're gonna you're gonna die. 
Right. No, it, and, it's first off, I, I got to say, I did get the reference. I, I'm, I'm sorry it didn't come across, but I did get that reference there, Rick. Um, and second, I never really felt like it was, hey, celebrate Christmas the way we want you to celebrate Christmas. I always felt like it was more, you can help people. People don't have to grow up like you grew up. You can help people. You don't have to be a Scrooge. Yeah, well, and that is like kind of the central theme of it. It's just like, but isn't that the spirit know, of Christmas? Yeah. Well, so like, and it was, it was something where you're watching it. You know, I was watching the play, and you know, they were encouraging him to use his money to do that. And it's like, you know, he's trying to save up. Like, who knows? Like, we don't know. We don't know the epilogue, which, by the way, is going to be a great episode someday when we do it. Epilogue, epilogues we didn't get of our favorite movies. Um, but like, you don't see the epilogue. You know, you don't know what happens after. So this takes place in the 1840s. That's when it was written, at least. But like, you don't know what happens afterwards. Like, was there maybe a recession and all of a sudden he was destitute and became homeless? We don't know. Like, you know, it didn't seem like he was making enough money where he was comfortable to hand it out. Like, he had some money and they were just like, oh, you're just not giving enough money to other people. I mean, it's kind of a socialist message when you really look at it. And the spirit of Christmas is supposed to be giving. That's what they're saying. And yeah. also, uh, don't uh, staple antlers onto a mouse. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. We learned that one from Scrooged. Mm -hmm. I like that movie. I haven't, I haven't watched it this uh, this season yet. We did talk about it in the last podcast, though, and uh, I, we didn't spend a lot of time on it because we were running a little long, but that is probably the best and Christmas so show adaptation. Many, there's so many versions of, versions of Scrooge, not virgins. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Was Scrooge a virgin? I don't know, but... Uh, he didn't have any children, so uh, maybe yeah. that's why it was cranky because he was a virgin. Um, he wasn't getting Bill Murray wasn't though, but um, no. but uh, there are so many versions of Scrooge. Like they have to do it so many different ways. It's like, but it never, but it's a timeless classic. Like it never gets old. Doesn't matter how many different ways you tell it. No, they do the uh, you know they did it with Mickey Mouse. Uh, uh -huh. They did it with the Muppets, which is the best version of that. Why hasn't SpongeBob done it? Uh, with, I think uh, it's up with, here. Uh, with the crab, Krabby Patty. Yeah, I mean, that would probably be a good one. Probably be good. But um, they've done so many versions, and I love the uh, I love the Muppets version because Michael Caine played it. Oh, it's so good. It. Michael Caine yeah. is so good in that. Well, he is because he played it as if he wasn't talking to Muppets. He played it as if he was talking to he people. Did, he was a freaking actor. Like, that. you, uh -huh. you are so right. Like he was an actor in that. I think we talked about that last year too. Like outside the podcast, we I did. think messaging back yeah. and forth. I think I messaged you guys. I was like, dude, he like he like owned that shit. When I read things yep. about how he was going into it, not thinking of it as a Muppets movie, and he was like, I'm going to do this like it's a Broadway play, and it was the silliness of the Muppets mixed with the seriousness of Michael Caine that made that movie so iconic. And, that's uh, that's that's why that movie's so good. Yes. Yes, and I uh, plan to watch it with Reagan soon because I've been trying to get her into the Muppets. Oh, yeah. She doesn't quite care yet, but I've had her watching the Muppet Show. Yeah, I'd say that's probably my favorite version. I don't, I don't, I don't. I mean, like, but like, I could watch it like nine different ways. Do you ever see the one? Uh, so the you ever watch uh, Cinema Sins on yeah, YouTube? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If you ever watch the one with the Muppets, they basically talk about how they don't. They're like, we can't even really bad badmouth this movie, but we're going to because we have to because it's our show. Um, but like everything they talk about in there is like, they, they really don't have much to say about it. It was so good. It is. Yep. Yeah. You know, 
And I think that was probably the first version of that uh, story that I ever saw. Yeah. And they have a Netflix. My, my daughter was talking about it today. They have that new Netflix one, the newer one, like with 3D version. And it's freaking weird. You see that one? No. It's really creepy. Huh. Oh, yeah. that's the one um, where Jim Jim Carrey is. Yeah, it's a Jim uh, Carrey. Scrooge. I think it's, oh, it's, it's yeah. really weird. No, no, yeah, no. I it, think it's a different they, one. I think it's a different. They had, they had a Jim Carrey one though. They had a Jim Carrey they one. No, there's, a, there's a new new one on Netflix that came out last year, and it's really weird. Okay. Okay. I don't know. It just looks, look but the animation's really weird. Because the Jim Carrey one was kind of like, was kind of Polar Express, you know, yeah. Uncanny Valley sort of thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I. You know, and again, there's been so many adaptations of it, and you've seen it in so many different things. The uh, the real Ghostbusters, the cartoon, um, which was did it. Oh my God! You just do you remember that fantastic. one? Yeah, fantastic cartoon. Yeah. You know how many times I watched uh, the episode Rosebud of the real Ghostbusters? I wore uh, I wore, wore out that VHS. I had the VHS yeah. of Rosebud. It was a sl- sled. And uh, I watched that so many times. I uh, I wore that shit out. It was like the real Ghostbusters is cinema. Cinema. Yeah. Well, and they go into uh, in that one where they do the whole Christmas Carol thing. It was it was interesting because like basically somebody's being haunted by like the three ghosts, but they're like more medicine and stuff. And mm-hmm. the Ghostbusters have to stop them, so they catch the ghosts of Christmas Past, Christmas Present, and Christmas Future. And it sticks in my head. I remember it. It's so fucking great. Um, and the real Ghostbusters is was such an awesome show, is an awesome show, and I love everything they did with it because they kept it. Uh, it was a very clear, good ap- adaptation after the movie. And in the cartoon, they actually go to see the Ghostbusters movie because they were like, "Oh, they made a movie about us in one of the episodes." It, and they started the title. Did hear Bankman's voice on that. Jeez. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. Yeah, there's so much uh, good stuff with that cartoon, and uh, you know that's one that I'll never stop loving. I bought, I think, the first season, and I watch it on my Xbox once in a while. I mean, it doesn't like as far as uh, the animation goes. Uh, it came out in the late '80s, early '90s, I think, and it doesn't hold up that well. No, it doesn't. But it's still fun to watch. Yeah, and then they had like a knockoff Ghostbusters too, and that's why they had to call it the real Ghostbusters because there was another Ghostbusters that was really weird. Right. Right. That one was and then good they too. went in. Sorry, Sam, go ahead. So that one was good too. I, I enjoyed that one. Thanks, Sam, for Oh. Yeah, it was good. I just, yeah. I just remember like being very confused about why there was two of them and why right. they had to call it the real Ghostbusters. Yeah. Well, and then they did uh, um, Ghostbusters Extreme or the Extreme Ghostbusters. I can't remember what it was, but it was a new generation of Ghostbusters that were all like college students and stuff. And Egon was like their mentor. I don't remember. And I that watched. One. Oh yeah, I watched all of that one. That one was good. I think that one was like late nineties, maybe. Yeah, um, I was probably too old for that. One of them was in a wheelchair. Yeah. Ah, oh, I got woke. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> it was woke before woke was a thing. But no, like one of them well, was, was in a wheelchair. Well. <laughs> yeah, it was. And he had it like was well gadgets. Woke. Yeah, he he had gadgets in his wheelchair. It was an all inclusive Ghostbusters. Oh, he was like he was, he was Donatello. Yeah. Yeah. He was Donatello, and, basically. Yeah, see if you can find some clips with that. There was a great episode. I think it was a two-parter episode where they did, uh, where the the new Ghostbusters teamed up with the old Ghostbusters and went out and kicked some heads. It was awesome. Yeah, I've never seen that. No. I don't even remember. Mm-hmm. I don't think I remember that. Never seen it. Yeah, check it out. It was it was actually pretty good. I like that show. They they did a good job with it. And it was kind of a little bit better animation than what we got with uh, the real Ghostbusters. Yeah, but 
there's a new Ghostbusters cartoon coming out soon, but they haven't really shown anything about it, and I think they're waiting until the movie comes out to announce anything. So I have a feeling it's it's going to be in-universe. Nice. You know, yeah, I wish they'd do... Um, I wish they'd... Because you, I, I think, remember you watched that... Uh, was that Ghostbusters YouTube show where they had, like, different... Different yes. of the Ghostbusters all over the U.S. I wish they'd like do that where they had like different stations all over the U.S. That was great. I missed that show, and I thought they were going to do more, but they only went through one season. Uh, they probably got a uh, cease and desist. But it was called uh, Ghostbusters Nine One One, and it was like a it was a basically a mix of Ghostbusters or Reno Nine One One. That would be so funny. I love that. That's what it was, man. That they were. It was just like incompetent Ghostbusters, basically, like. Apparently, one guy from and you know, this is like they branched off and everything. They're in a different branch, and like uh, one of the inspectors from headquarters comes in, and he's like, "All right, he's like, you guys know that you have to have PhDs in order to like work here and operate this equipment." And one guy's like, "So well, I got a PhD," and they're like, "You have a PhD in art history," <laughs> <laughs> and that was such a funny show. And they even got uh, Ernie Hudson to cameo on it oh, in the final they? episode. <laughs> yeah, classic. They got him to yeah. So it was uh that was a pretty funny show. Um and I think if they had been able to do that now when like all the computer uh animation has gotten better and a little bit more mainstream, they would have had like a, a you know, a better show on their hands. Oh yeah. But it was funny for what it was. You gotta kinda take the ghosts out of it and like the shitty uh shitty CGI and just go with like it's a funny show. Nice. Cool. But, yeah. Okay. So I know we got a few topics that we each want to talk about. I would say, you know what, Rick, you go first, because I've only got one. Yes. Um, let me, I got to pull up our news here. Um, where, okay. Um, so number one, um, they have, and I, I, I don't think you guys have played this, so they have a uh, Death Stranding movie coming out. Now, I forgot about this. I wrote this blog about um, game experiences. And how, like, I haven't had, like, a real, true, like, good game experience in a long time. Although Baldur's Gate is actually uh, a really good game experience, to tell you the truth. And I haven't finished it yet. Um, So I know Sam has. Um, And I actually think we should uh, do a streaming uh, of that. uh, Multiplayer streaming of that. And and, uh, so I think that's something we should talk about. But um, Death Stranding is... is, is, um, It was made by Kojima and Kojima did Metal Gear and they're going to be apparently there's a movie uh in pre-production. Now I don't know why there's not a Metal Gear movie in production first of all. Uh but Death Stranding was a trip of a game. So first of all, it's there was this catastrophic event and uh they had these and I actually pulled up some uh some stuff on Wikipedia but there was this catastrophic event and basically it starred Norman Reedus, and um, it, he was amazing in this. And he carried around, he was basically a delivery guy, and he delivered packages to these cities called Knots. And he had to carry around like a, a fetus because fetuses were in between life and death. Okay. It, it's a freaking threat. I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah. Norm, Norman Reedus' fetus. No, no, he had to keep, the fetus was taken out of still mothers. Um, yeah. And, uh, but you, like, he gained, like, you gained this, like, connection to this fetus. Like, you fell in love with this fetus that he carried around. I'm not joking. Like, you, 
you carry you like because the fetus like move around and cry and stuff like that but you carry around this fetus because the fetus can um detect what's called uh beach things so these beach things were created by um basically um and i'm probably explaining this very badly uh corpses um dead bodies um by a process called necrosis um and so it's basically what it, it would detect these shadows um created by dead bodies and so you these dead bo these shadows would like attack you and it's very eerie because it's like this this body shadow of a body but it's like nothingness in it like in its face staring at you and you got to fight it and it was such a wild but it was such a good game but it's like how does somebody come up with this idea like this and they there'd be the storms that would come down and the storms would hurt you and then um and then other players would be playing, but you'd never see other players. But when they die, you can pick up their packages and deliver it for them. Um, it was such a crazy game, and I beat it. But it was such a great... And this came out in 2018. And I beat this game. But it was such a crazy experience. And if you ever get the chance... If it's on PC, play this game. It is such a wild experience. But it is coming out... Uh, it, it is in pre-production... And I couldn't be any more, I don't know if I'm excited, but I am intrigued on what they are coming up with. So I'm kind of like, based on what I'm saying, <laughs> um, what are your guys' thoughts on this? <laughs> well, first, first, Rick, I do want to say that I very much enjoy your descriptions of everything because it all sounds like the words of a lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> But it does sound but, crazy, doesn't it? But like, who comes? It does. This like, but it's called genius. He may just mad genius, though. If you were to ask Rick me, may like, just get, like, yeah, uh, Rick may just like super crazy things, anyway. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you were to ask me, like, hey, you know, hey, Adam, take a guess of what Death Stranding is. That would not have even come. I would not have even come close. Not close at all. If you had told me, like, hey, Norman Reedus is in it and he has to deliver a package, now make up the story about that. Like, I would never, never, ever, ever be able to come up with that. And Matt's crazy ass in it too. I like him. He's, he's really good. good in it, too. Yeah. But uh, that sounds wild. Uh, but I think if they do it right, it could be a good show. I feel like they're putting a lot more effort into video game uh, movies now. So I'll see. I'll wait till the trailer comes out and I'll decide if I'm going to watch it. I haven't played the game. I don't, and I, I don't know. Like I'm kind of intrigued to play it now. But I do want to circle back to to your comment about they haven't made a movie about uh, Metal Gear yet. Uh, they did make a movie, and it was called it was called don't Escape say, from L.A. Don't say uh, <laughs> that is not the same thing not at all. <laughs> he has an eye patch. Okay. No, the I want to. Uh, the character was based on him. The character was based on him in Metal Gear Solid. In Metal Gear Solid, that yeah, character yeah. Snake. They even have the same name, Snake. Yep. But the reason we haven't gotten a Metal Gear Solid the movie is the budget. There is not enough money in all of Hollywood to for the budget for a movie about Metal Gear Solid. No, it's <laughs> too crazy of a story. Scratch that old snake yeah. as an eye patch, not young snake. Yeah. Well, in any case, uh, they're the solid same character. Uh, well, you. Liquid doesn't count. He, he turns into Revolver Ocelot. 
Mm. They're the same character. Let's just be honest. Same character. Clones. They're, clo- but, they're uh, clones of, of, uh, of, of uh, yeah. Oh, I was talking about uh, Kurt Russell. No, they're not the same. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is based on him, yes. Agree to disagree. It is based on him, yes. But, it, I mean, obviously, they're very different stories, but it's all kind of the same but, concepts. Hey, uh, what was it, Return from L.A., when he's, like, shooting basketball and hitting three-pointers and... <laughs> no, it was just, I think it was just Escape from L.A. Or is it Escape from yeah. oh, What did I say? Return from L.A. Or something? Yeah. Return from yeah. yeah. He surfs a tidal wave, and uh, Steve Buscemi was in the movie. It was mm-hmm. like it was a terrible it's so movie. Long since I've seen that, <laughs> it's re- Escape from uh, Escape from New York was just hailed as one of the like the worst movies ever made. Uh, Sam, you want to go next? Sure. Um, I just had basically two trailer trailers that I saw in the last you know couple of days. Um, one was they're coming out with a, a new Beverly Hills Cop, Return of Axel Foley. Which I was excited about. I loved those movies as a kid. Um, I'm really interested because it looks like it's got such a similar vibe to the old movies. I don't know how they're going to make that translate to today's time. Um, I wonder if he's going to be doing his gay voice and talking about herpes simplex 10 anymore. <laughs> but great scene. <laughs> yeah. I just, I love the movie. I thought it was interesting. Um, what, what do you guys think? Did you, I, did you watch the trailer I sent? I did. I watched it. I hope they, uh, I hope he brings back that personality. Like, I hope that there's yeah. not really much of a difference because I, all the movies I really loved and, uh, I thought they were excellent. And Eddie Murphy does such a good job with that character. Mm-hmm. Uh, the trailer looked good. It looks like it's action packed. There wasn't a lot of speaking lines. So I'm hoping that they're kind of saving some of the good stuff for the movie. Um, and I think it was just, was it just a teaser or was it a full trailer? It seemed like it was just a teaser. And I mean, it was only like a minute and a half long. So I, I'm fairly certain it was just a teaser. Cool. Just yeah, saying, I mean, hey, we're actually making this. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Stay I, tuned. Yeah. And I thought it looked good. I was like, I, I'm ready to go see it. Um, because there's so many great things. And that was the movie that launched Eddie Murphy's career. It was originally mm-hmm. supposed to star uh, Sylvester Stallone. Oh, I didn't even know that. No? Oh, yeah. No, they no. were supposed to. It was supposed to originally it was going to star Sylvester Stallone, and he didn't like it because he didn't think it was. Uh, he thought it was too silly, and he wanted it to be more of an action movie. And uh, he ended up getting fired from it. And then uh, they contacted Eddie Murphy, and that was the movie that launched his whole career because he had just really been doing uh, SNL before that and a couple of comedy parts. But like this, put him this made him a star. Yeah. Um, so and, and I mean we saw the return of Judge Reinhold and. Uh, John Ashton. Side note about Judge Reinhold, as I was growing up and I saw his name, I always thought he was a real judge for a long time. Same. I thought he was an actual judge, and that was just how he went by. And I was like, that's cool. But I was young and dumb. Rick, yeah. what do you think? Uh, I didn't watch the preview. I haven't watched Beverly Hill Cops since I was a kid, so I don't remember much about it. I remember he had a jacket. <laughs> yeah. It was a good, It was a good movie. It was a good movie. And I feel yeah. like they did a did a really good job like kind of keeping that uh, that feel of like him being an actual detective and everything, but his his lines are so great. And that you know, just the part where he gets thrown through the window and the cops show up, he's like, "Oh, thank God you guys are here." He's like, "I want to file court," and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, you're disturbing me." He's like, "I got thrown through a fucking window." He's like, "How am I disturbing you?" <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, you're causing a disturbance." Like, I got thrown through a fucking window, like just 
so much of that movie is great, and I can't wait to see this one. Yep. Um, so the other one that I saw that looked interesting, I I can't tell if it's going to be good, but it looks like they've got a good production value. It's got some good actors. Is if um, it's got Ryan Reynolds in the lead and Emily Blunt, and it was written by John Krasinski. Um, from what I got on the trailer, it looks like imaginary friends are real and they call themselves if hence the name of the movie. Um, and Ryan Reynolds and his daughter, I think it's his daughter in the movie. It, it was, okay. I, I, I've been on a lot of, uh, cold medicine the last couple of days. So sure. you forgive me if I lose my words. Um, but they, his, basically his imaginary friend comes back. And his daughter can see it. And they have to help the imaginary friends that don't have friends. And yeah. I don't know. It look, looked kind of cutesy, but at the same time, kind of like creepy. I don't know. It, it had an interesting vibe. I thought it looked. I, I, I'm probably going to go out of my way to see it. Yeah. I'll Some probably watch voices it. Voices I see on here Steve Carell, Phoebe Waller Bridge, Emily Blunt, Matt Damon, Maya Rudolph, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell. Uh, Vince Vaughn. So there's a lot yep. of big name actors in this. Christopher Maloney. Yeah. No, this uh, that's it. It's like it's got this huge cast of like, you know, of yeah. stars that I love watching and so much that, you know, I'm like, I, you know, and it's tough because from the trailer, I can't tell if it's going to be good. And I agree with you, Sam. Yeah. I can't tell if it's going to be good. Um, I was like, you know, Ryan Reynolds, of course, he brings a certain charm to uh, to his movies. But, he, you know, it's this, you know, it, it's tough because it's like it does look a little childish. And it's like, am I going to enjoy it? My kids would probably enjoy it. But I don't know. You know, I, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see with that one. But I, I agree with you. I'm kind of on the fence about it. But it looks like an interesting concept nonetheless. Does What is the rating on it? Does anybody PG? see that? PG. So okay, it's not gonna be too creepy. So it's scary. Looks at like all, it's more but... for children. I mean, I, I mean, maybe not children. I mean, yeah, child friendly. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. But maybe it, you know, it's gonna probably tie in a little bit of adult humor, so that the uh, parents like watching it because they do that with the uh, children's movies now. Yep. But cool. Anything else to say about that one? No, that was it. I just thought it looked interesting. Um, I'm probably going to try and watch it. Cool. And last thing we'll talk about, this one's for me, um, Dune Part 2, the trailer released this week. Uh, and that's one that I'm really excited to see because I really like the first one. It dragged a little bit at times, um, and it was definitely a buildup to this one. Um, but I thought the I thought it was good. I thought it was way better than whatever we got back in the 70s. Um, I really like the cast that's coming out, you know, Timothy Chalamet is, was great in the part, but this one's also going to have Christopher Walken in it. Uh, Florence Pugh is going to be in it. Um, Zendaya, of course, cause she was the last one. There's a lot of good actors. Love Florence Pugh. Oh yeah. looks like Jason Momoa comes back somehow. I don't know. Um, excited to see it though. Cause it is a, uh, it was really well done. The first part anyways, uh, it was a three hour movie, but it was really well done. Uh, and I just enjoyed the way they did the character building, the story building, uh, the world building. So uh, I'm excited to go see it. It was just so slow. And it I was. just, I just, uh, yeah. it was good. It was good. 
Uh, it was just such a slow burn. And I just hope the second one does pick it up. Because, yeah. I mean, like, I want to watch the first one again. It's just like, I just don't want to spend three hours of my life watching the first one again. I know. I mean, That's... I I think I watched it in over the course of, like, four days. That sounds about right. And Dave Batista yeah. was in it, too. Yeah, and and I I went into that movie having no concept of anything about Doom. I never read the book. It's like Game um, of Thrones I think I saw. Yeah, okay. I think I saw the original movie a long time ago once and i don't remember anything about it other than the uh the shields when they're training where they just look like minecraft people yeah um like that's all i remember from your the first movie, or the original movie yeah but and it was it, a cult. it was it was pretty good yeah it was a it was a cult classic you know the uh the original one um it wasn't very good but there's like a huge following behind it. Obviously, a lot of fans of the book. So, uh, I, I I never read the book either. But I really enjoyed the first part. I thought it was good, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing um, at least part two here. That's really all I got to say. I think we have it up on our Facebook page, so check it out if you get a chance, or just go to YouTube, whatever you want to do. But come to our Facebook page and like and share it. Give it a Shameless like, plug. give it a follow, give it a like, and subscribe. Follow. Yeah. Cool. I think that covers everything we wanted to talk about with that. What are we doing next? Are we going to do uh, favorite Christmas TV shows? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Who wants to go first? I can go first. Um, Don't sound so excited. So the episode I picked was uh, my favorite show of all time, uh, The Office. And so season three of The Office is kind of where Michael Scott actually kind of started uh, the finest footing because season one, Michael Scott was kind of a very unlikable character. And uh, they decided to kind of start making him kind of more of a dumb character. And he was, was evolved throughout the series uh, going into season two and season three. And um, my favorite Christmas episode of all time is the Benihana Christmas and it's a two-part episode, and it starts out with, um, so he's dating his realtor, Carol, which is his um, wife in real life, and um, she wants to talk to him in his office, and he um, he put his head over his, over her ex-husband's uh, face uh, from when, um, from when they went skiing with the with their family uh, a couple years ago, <laughs> and he doesn't find anything wrong with that. And, uh, <laughs> and she's she's quite disgusted at him, and he's like, "But I got tickets to Jamaica," <laughs> and um, she breaks up with him. Well, he breaks up with her rather. And and so Andy tries cheering him up and takes him to Benihana. And Dwight um, sits separate from that. Oh, by the way, Harold Ramis directs that episode, by the way. Um, I don't know if anybody knows this. Harold, Harold Ramis, famous for being Egon, but he also is fantastic writer, um, wrote many, um, many famous uh, movies. Um, this, this episode though, uh, I noticed 
um, has a lot of uh, racial problems in it that um, I didn't think was a problem at first. Uh, but I'll talk about it in a little bit. But I think it's funny because they go to this Asian restaurant. They go to a Japanese steakhouse. And Dwight ends up sitting apart from them. And, um, and so it's uh, and, so it's Andy, uh, Michael, Jim, and Dwight. And then there's a couple between, sitting between Dwight and the rest of them. And Dwight starts arguing with the uh, Japanese chef over... Um, what knife he should be using. And the lady next to him is sitting there like, well, I think he would know. And then Andy um, is trying to get the waitress to, to um, imagine something, ha has her closing her eyes. And Michael, uh, or um, Jim, sorry, you guys are making me nervous with your quietness. Um, <laughs> you guys, just, you guys are just quiet. How silent you are. This is our favorite part of every episode when you're explaining something. So, that's uh, great. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. We are here for you. I don't like the, yeah. I don't like the silence. We're giving you your time in the spotlight. So uh, so I think um anyways, we're gonna be cutting some of this out. No, we're not leaving it all in. No, we're cutting it out. Um, the best part, the best part is, is anytime you explain like a movie or a TV show, if somebody hasn't seen it, they basically have when you're done. <laughs> so, uh, so, um, yeah, but it only in a fever dream. Andy's, Andy's telling the waitress to like imagine something, and Dwight's saying, "Cindy, Cindy, what, what's, what's, what's do, what are you doing?" And then Jim says, "Oh, uh, he's explaining how to, uh, how to clean a duck." And then uh, Dwight goes, "Cindy, Cindy." Hold its neck back, insert the knife beneath the jaw, and bring it all the way around. <laughs> and it's like, what are you talking about? And uh, and there's a part my one of my favorite lines in the whole episode is where Michael's like crying, and he's talking about they have they they got your back because he's talking about the boys. He's like, they got your back after your hose ripped your heart out for no good reason, and you're nothing but great to your hoe and you told her that she was the only hoe for you and that she was better than all the other hoes in the world and then suddenly she's not your hoe no more that's <laughs> uh -huh. <laughs> my favorite line it's one of my favorite lines in the whole office um but like the it gets a little uh dicey um uh, when Michael uh, brings a, a couple of the Japanese women back and um, he can't tell them apart. He, uh, first of all, acts like he's in love with uh, one of them, even though he's never really, uh, he, he's never met her before tonight. And he keeps uh, forgetting which one's which and he has to use a permanent marker to mark one of them so he can remember which one's which. And then he tries taking her to Jamaica and mm. she's like, I got school. <laughs> oh my God. It's so stupid. But um it's I don't know, it's a two part episode and um I don't know, it's it's um I don't know what you guys got any thoughts on that? I do like that episode. That is a good one and, and it is so funny and there's like, you know, back when they were kind of using like the racial humor and everything to like their full advantage. And it was like Michael just kind of being oblivious to what he's saying, but they say such funny things in it. Um, 
but like they do it so well just to show like he he's oblivious he's not a racist he's just oblivious to what he's saying uh but it is such uh such a good episode and it kind of like in that i believe that's where they um kind of started everything off with jan yeah because he ends up taking her to jamaica spoiler alert um mm. <laughs> if you haven't seen it but that is a funny you episode seen the office what's wrong with you yeah it, My wife. i i dislike watching cringe so that's like my least favorite christmas episode from the office <laughs> because the entire thing is just cringe and it's so hard for me to sit through that episode but you i mean you described it exactly how it happened which i mean holy cow you're right <laughs> you're right racist everything else but man that's what they were going for yeah i guess just oh man, I might have, it, it I was might have watched The Office a few, oh. few times a year. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, same. And I do want to talk about runners up, runner up, um, real quick. The Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. Um, if you haven't seen yeah. it, uh, oh. they kidnap Kevin Bacon. Um, with uh, what's what's the uh, what's the female the girl's name? Uh, Which one? Drax and uh, oh, Drax and Mantis. Mantis, yeah. Uh, Mantis like never was like really centerpiece because she came in the second one, um, and she but she gets her time in the sun in this, and uh, yeah. she's so funny in this, and uh, yeah. and Drax, uh, Dame Batista is Drax. Um, I don't really like Dame Batista as a person all the time, but him as Drax is like the funniest freaking thing ever. So Mantis and Drax are just a great comedy team. And uh, also, uh, just for Sam, the Doctor Who Christmas special with uh, the first David Tennant episode, amazing. Uh, if you ever get to watch David Tennant as Doctor Who, that's the one. I've yeah, never no. seen Doctor Who. I really well, like me, uh, me and uh, me and Sam used to argue because he called Doctor Who gay. I don't know if you remember. He might have been too drunk. Maybe that used to was probably one night. Yeah. Well, and I really liked. Uh, I really liked the we got Guardians. Of, yeah, I really liked the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special too. I thought that was a lot of fun, um, and it tied into the movies really well. It didn't just kind of try to do its own thing, but it had some really mm -hmm. funny moments. And like you know, it was a good like you know Guardians of the Galaxy two and a half. The uh, the song the random aliens sing was fantastic. Yes, the uh, I got that on my Spotify Christmas list. The uh, what is Christmas or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's a good yeah. one. Oh man, let's see. How about I go next? Yes, please. I'm gonna be quick because uh, last week I already talked about my favorite, which was the uh, Woodland Critters Christmas from South Park. Uh, so I'm just gonna hit runner ups, and I only so I, I have three runner ups, and I'm not gonna talk too much about all of them. Uh, two of them are from Community. You have Abed's Uncontrollable Christmas, where they're all. Uh, um, the claymation yeah we're there that's uh they're basically in his mind and everything as he is trying to cope with uh the fact that his mom's not coming to visit him that one was like really funny and you know of course uh joel McHale was so good in that you know because they're in there and he's the first one to go because abed's like kicking people out of his imagination as they're like trying to like shit on christmas and Joel McHale's like a jack in the box and he's mm -hmm. saying that 
And he's just keeps making sarcastic comments. And Abed's like, Oh, you hear that? That's humbugs. It's like they don't they don't like sarcasm and everything. And then Joel's like, he's like, Oh no. He's like, I what am I gonna do? The humbugs are coming. And they like start singing. I was like, Oh no, I'm getting kicked out. What am I gonna do? I guess I'll go get laid. <laughs> but the whole thing was like really good. They had they had a lot of fun with that one, you can tell. And then the season three Christmas special, which was the uh uh, what was the name of it? The regional holiday music, which was basically a spoof on Glee, which is what I I yeah. nearly put that one as one of mine. That was a it's, great episode. It's really good. It's really good. I really like that episode. Um, you know, they're basically brainwashing each other to come sing at this thing because none of them want to do it at first. Um, <laughs> and it's got Alice the best eighty scene. It's got yes. the best eighty scene. <laughs> yeah Allison Brie is Annie when she's doing like when she's seducing uh, Jeff so that he'll join the team and everything <laughs> and she's playing like this dumb bimbo that's <laughs> such a great great part of that show and that's why I really love that one um, and I think that will probably be the top of my uh, of my runner ups but the last one that I'll give honorable mention to is uh, the supernatural a very supernatural Christmas Mm-hmm. Um, which was season three, uh, episode eight. And that was a fun one because you got to see Sam and Dean do something different. And it's the only Christmas episode they have, as far as I know, uh, as far as I remember, but they're basically dealing with what they think is evil Santa. Um, and if you haven't watched this show, watch all of it, you'll love it. But, uh, they're basically think that they're going after evil Santa turns out to be some kind of God that, uh, that basically eats children and stuff or sorry, eats the parents and Mm -hmm. they, you know, they go through this whole thing, but really what, what hit me well was at the, at the very end of the episode, because they were talking through the whole thing, how they don't celebrate Christmas. It was never a thing for them. They do a couple of flashbacks to stuff, but at the very end, they exchange gifts. That's just some stuff they bought from the gas station. And Sam really wanted to do this. He really wanted to do the, uh, christmas because dean was about to go to hell basically because he's like let's just do this let's let's do a christmas you know together but you know uh i think sam ends up giving dean you know a quart of oil and like a granola bar or something or beef jerky and uh yeah it's just so great to watch them at the very end of this episode just celebrate christmas together and it you know it hits you right in the feels uh especially after you know what happens later on in the show and again i'm not going to go into any of that but that was a that was a really great episode, and that's one I could watch every year. And yeah, no, that's a that's a good episode. So yeah, Sam, you're up. All right, so I've got three, kind of like Adam, no particular order. Um, and I was kind of scrambling and to figure out what because there are so many, so many great Christmas episodes throughout you know all these years of TV, but I came down to more or less two and then added a third um first one i can remember is smallville episode or season five episode nine and that was lexmas um basically lex has a dream sequence after after he's shot twice and he's in the hospital and he has a dream dream sequence where he's married to lana and he's got a, a kid alexander and lana's pregnant and that he's basically a middle-class person at this point he has a budget to buy a christmas tree 
Um, and he's going through kind of a, it's a wonderful life sort of thing. Okay. Um, I remember that episode. Yeah. And his mom is the ghost that's guiding him. And she's like, you just have to change your decision, make some decisions, change your ways. And this life can be yours. And then towards the end, when Lana is going to have birth or give birth, um, she dies in childbirth and he's like accusing his mom. He's like, why did you show me this? Why this is supposed to make me change my ways. Why did you show me all of this? And she's like, cause there's love now. And he basically decides, F it. I only care about money. Money is the most important thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. And, and that was a that was a fantastic episode because you think or you you feel like through the entire episode it's going one way and he's actually going to start being a better man. But at the end you just realize no, he truly is Lex Luthor that, that we all know and hate. Yeah. Um yeah. And I'll say about that show is that Michael Rosenbaum is the GOAT when it comes to Lex Luthor. He is the best Lex Luthor we've ever had in any medium. Um, and they did such a good job with writing on that show, balancing him between light and dark. And they show his yes. point of view where a lot of what he's trying to do, he thinks he's doing the right thing. He's not evil. Uh -huh. He thinks he's doing the right thing. Um and there's kind of a certain point where you look at Clark and like, you know, with their relationship, you're kind of like, man, Clark, you kind of caused this shit. Like you almost mm -hmm. kind of get on Lex's side with some of it. Um, but they do such a great job balancing his character. And that episode was just kind of proof of that. Yeah. And then, so the next one that I, that I came to, um, it was mainly for just one scene was Justice League uh, episode Comfort and Joy. Um, it's... I think the only Justice League episode where it's all one episode um, because they they really in the past kind of split them up into two episodes, two uh -huh. big bads or two, you know, two major storylines. Um, but this episode was basically one episode and they have, you know, Flash with uh, uh, Ultra Humanite giving out or Ultra Humanite ends up helping Flash give toys to sick kids. Um, they have Green Lantern and Hawk Girl building a snowman and having a snowball fight and then get in, into a fight at a bar. But the scene that just I always come back to is when Superman takes Martian Manhunter home to uh, Mon Pa Kent's. And it was just that that scene is just fantastic to me. I I don't even want to go into it. Adam, you may you may he want to explain it a little better. Oh no! I, yeah, I think you explained it fine. The uh, that was a good episode. I completely forgot about that. That was a great uh, Christmas episode. And I, like you said, uh, the Flash with his enemy Ultra Humanite going to go deliver presents to sick kids and everything together. And that one, that one hit home. But yes, when Martian Manhunter goes home with Superman and uh, or with Clark Kent, and he introduced them to Mom Pa Kent. And, you know, but because he doesn't really understand the tradition, he didn't have a mm -hmm. family to go to. And when he went there and mom and pa can't like welcome him with open arms, like, yeah, you're, you know, you're welcome here anytime. And just like, it, right. <laughs> and it's just like, he's home, you know, he's like, yeah, he like on earth, he is home now and he's got a family, which is the Justice League. Yeah. Uh, oh, so and, yeah. and you can't, you can't forget when Superman tries to x-ray vision through the presence and they're lined in lead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
and Pac Kent's like, oh yeah, you, you know we've always wrapped your presence in lead. And Superman's like, you mean Santa Claus? Yeah, <laughs> that was a really good one. That was good. Um, yeah, no, props to you on that one because I completely forgot about that episode. I yeah, watched that uh, so, uh, show in a while. So the other ones, um, I'll move through these a little quicker. Um, all of the site Christmas episodes. I, I include the first movie on that. They were all just fantastic. Um, if you haven't seen those and you haven't seen Psych, uh, you're crazy. It's one of the best shows of all time. Um, but all the Christmas episodes were just so well done. I couldn't pick. Um, I yeah. know, Adam, you've got a lot to talk about with Psych, so I'll let you jump in. <laughs> I, You know what? I love Psych. I think one of the best episodes they did was when they uh, did the Bad Santa, which we, we talked about Bad Santa mm -hmm. last week. The Bad Santa one, and they actually had, um, oh god, what's his name? The the dwarf from it, uh, yeah, come on the show, and he was kind of like his guiding angel um, through the whole thing. And it was like it was a fun episode because like he was stuck. There was something that happened with Tony one of Cox. The cases sorry, Tony Cox. Thank you. So they had, um, so something happened with one of his cases where they said he was, you know, he was wrong about something, and then ends up solving it at the very end. But he goes through this whole thing with Tony Cox on, uh, you know, trying to solve this case. It it was a fun episode. I like that one. That was probably my favorite one from the Psych Christmas specials. Yeah. Rick, you got anything from that? I love Psych. Yeah. He doesn't want to explain yeah. anything anymore. Hey, we're just picking <laughs> on you. We love your explanations. Um, They're fun. Yeah. No, so I have one special mention. I know we've all watched Ted Lasso, right? Mm -hmm. No. No, you haven't? I haven't watched, watched Ted Lasso. Yet. It's a fantastic show. Um, Hannah Waddingham, who's a main character in the show, tall blonde woman. Um, she, I had no idea, was has done a lot of like singing theater. And she has a special on Apple TV, uh, Hannah Waddingham's Home for Christmas. Um, she is absolutely stunning in that show and in that special. Um, and her voice is absolutely amazing. So if you want to see some of the people from Ted Lasso show up and her just sing her heart out, um, highly recommend. Go sure. watch that. It's fantastic. Cool. All right. Cool. Um, so last thing we're going to talk about is just stuff we're looking forward to in 2024. We are going to uh, be doing a New Year's episode where we're going to be talking about our favorites of 2023. But there's a lot of stuff coming out next year. Um that we're all pretty excited for. We've talked about it in some previous episodes with some of the trailers that have come out. For me, the one I'm looking forward to the most is going to be the new Ghostbuster movie. I am a Ghostbuster fanatic. I love it. One day I will have their vehicle sitting in my driveway. But um, <laughs> I'm not even joking. I'm going to have that one day. But I really, uh, I'm really excited for that. It looks like it's going to be really good. Um, I've seen some stuff from uh, Camille Nagiani talking about uh you know the movie is does have some scares in it but it still keeps the feeling it still has the comedy and i think that's that's really exciting to me uh i know that they are finishing up production right now uh and it launches it, it's uh really launches it releases in march um and i'm excited because i think that this is going to be the first step into the next generation of ghostbusters like i mentioned earlier they're gonna have a new cartoon they're talking about doing a live action show too. Um, I think Ghost Corp is going to just take off and it's going to be in a lot of different mediums. Uh, and you can see that they it's in the hands of people who want to take care of the franchise and want it to succeed. So mm. that is 
probably the thing I'm looking forward to the most in 2024, that and Deadpool 3. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's so much. 2023 was kind of dead. It was. To tell you the truth. And yeah. it was hard for me when we talk about it. It was hard for me to pick. I could only pick out, like, as far as movie goes, two things. And 2024 looks lit. Um, And I'm looking at it like Deadpool 3, Beetlejuice 2, Joker, I don't know. Like, Lady Gaga's in it, so I don't know what that is all about. But I am still kind of looking at Joker, a new Sonic. Uh, You know, um, there's a couple things that I'm kind of excited about thunderbolts i'm kind of interested uh but i don't know uh what disney still has in store but um yeah deadpool 3 is probably the biggest thing looking at x23 looking at uh wolverine coming back hugh jackman i mean it's just like we have been waiting for ryan reynolds and hugh jackman to get together for years this has been teased for such a long time how long has Ryan Reynolds, has Deadpool been just teasing Hugh Jackman, like, in his movies and commercials, whatever? Like, that's just anticipated. So you know you're just looking for something big, some big jokes, some sexual tension between Deadpool and Wolverine. That's just the biggest thing I'm looking for is just some kind uh, of sexual tension between them. Well, I think that... Uh... You know, that Disney looked at Ryan Reynolds and said, you're a moneymaker, do whatever you want. And he was like, cool. He's like, I want Hugh Jackman to be Wolverine. And they were like, go for it. Because I feel like he's just got heart flange in anything he does now. Yeah. Like, he he called Hugh Jackman. He was like, hey, um, I want you to be Wolverine again. Um, I'm going to be able to get you however much money you want to be Wolverine again. And ask for a lot. Yeah, and then said, "All right, Disney, I want Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Give him a call." <laughs> well, it's like anything Ryan Reynolds touches turns to gold. Um, the first Deadpool movie, they slashed his budget. They gave him such a low budget that the final scene, the whole thing about him leaving his guns in the car was because they didn't have the budget to shoot a firefight. So he yeah. runs through with a bunch of swords, killing everyone. Um, and that was. You know, that was just his solution to it. So they were like, hey, we're going to give you this measly budget. And he still turned the movie into the highest grossing rated R movie of all time. Yep. Yeah. And Deadpool is going to be the thing that turns Disney around, Disney Marvel around, because it's a sinking ship at this point. Um, But I think uh, they're already looking to do that, it sounds like, with... I don't know. I don't know what they're actually trying to do with some firings and hirings or something, especially if they're keeping Kathleen Kennedy. Um, I mean, there, there's like, a contract somewhere that's that she's got somebody by the short hairs, right? Yeah, like what? Like what is it that's? Is there something in there? Like, does Kathleen Kennedy have something in there somewhere in Deadpool? Is there something going? Is there somebody in a wheelchair in there? Like, what, yeah. Like, is there <laughs> what's going on there? Is there some? Well, <laughs> Kimiko and Negasonic Teenage Warhead. I mean, that there, that's that, that right there. Yeah, right. but she's great. Yeah, so they are. Yes, I. Yeah, Kimiko was was the best of Deadpool too. She was so funny. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, you know, Disney, 
it is slowly slowly going downhill, but I think that they're starting to kind of make the right moves. First of all, with Dave Filoni now running the Star Wars universe, I'm going to give that uh, props. Uh, I think that he's going to do justice for some of that. Might be too late, but we'll see. I like Dave Filoni. I like his take on things, and I know that he's also going to bring John Favreau into the fold. And the two of them are just going to make magic. They're going to make they're going to make a baby. No. Um, but yeah, I mean, when you look at Disney and their big corporate, so I watched a, I watched a clip from South Park the other day. You remember the one with the Jonas Brothers? <laughs> you remember the the episode with the Jonas Brothers, uh, where um, uh, Mickey Mouse like beats the shit out of them? Yes. You don't yeah. fucking talk to me like that. Those little rules are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Zooming yeah. on their junk. <laughs> yeah, that was such yeah. a such a good episode, and just watching, oh my gosh. yeah, just watching Mickey Mouse beat the shit out of the Jonas Brothers. That was some pretty funny stuff. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, the uh, ah man, yeah. Well, I guess we're gonna see what happens with uh, with Deadpool three. What do you? What do you? Uh, got I'm sure it'll be good. Yeah, um, I mean the things I'm looking forward to the most. Uh, I guess Reacher counts as 2024 at this point. I don't know. I think because it finishes all the episodes in 2024. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to Reacher. I'm looking forward to Terminal List. Um, and as much as the game has been pissing me off and Bungie has been doing such a weird, so many weird decisions as of late. I'm looking forward to Destiny 2's Final Shape. Um, Final Shape, pardon me. Um, I, it's supposed to be the last big expansion of Destiny 2. There's no telling if we'll get a Destiny 3. There's supposed to be some, not seasonal content, but story content coming after that. But, I mean, Bungie may be, may be just overtaken completely by Sony, and it may go in a completely different direction. Who knows? But right. they've been working on this for a long time, and I, I really hope that they, you know, it goes out on a high note, if nothing else. Yeah, well, and I, you know, I think I only played through the first season of Destiny. I think that was it. I liked it. Yeah. Sorry, Destiny Two. I really liked it. I thought it was fun. Um, I enjoyed it. I just couldn't keep paying for expansions. I just didn't have that kind of cash flow. They, yeah. uh, <clears throat> you know, and it goes back to what we were talking about last time, where we were talking about the. Uh, the expansions that keep coming out it's like if you play destiny 2 by itself with none of the expansions or anything it's a fairly short game and it's a and really, relatively incomplete yeah, game yeah and you don't even have the the original story of destiny 2 in the game anymore no uh yeah they've content vaulted like 95 percent of the game at this point they do keep adding stuff on it has gotten a lot better but I've gotten so tired of just it over and over again. And I thought, you know, two weeks, two or two seasons ago, I was like, all right, I'm going to take the season off. I'm going to, you know, come back to it fresh. And I re-downloaded it like a month ago and I opened it up and I went, I just can't, I can't do it. I can't get into this right now. I'm, I'm just burned out on it. And it took me like nine years to get burnt out on this game. But yeah. they've they've updated things that, in my opinion, ruined the game. Not necessarily okay. ruined it, but made it less fun. Um, they've added things that are a rehash of old things. It's just, I don't know. 
I'm not interested in it a whole lot anymore, but I, like I said, I really do hope Destiny 2 comes back strong with the final shape. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, yeah, I mean, talking about 2024, there's so much to, to really look forward to in various mediums. Um, like I said, I know that there's some good shows that are coming out. I think Stranger Things season, is it five or six now? Final season is coming out, I think, in 2024. And Eddie's not dead. He's not dead. No, he's Yeah, dead. they said that because, well, they never showed Eddie dying. He got eaten by bats. They never showed it. I don't know. Well, that sounds so like fake news. So he's not dead. I don't know. I don't know. And he was the best character, too. <laughs> yeah. He was. He was the best character. But I think he's dead. I think it would be cheap if they brought him back. But they never showed him dying. I know, but it would, like, ruin his whole character arc. If they brought him back. No, it'd be badass because he'd be like Ash. Like he'd be like, they just show him just like, God, just killing things with his guitar. No, no. I mean, his whole story arc in, uh, in the last season was, uh, you know, he was kind of a coward at first. Like just kind of this, you know, Dungeons and Dragons. So but at the, by the, <laughs> but he already completed his arc. By the end of it, he was a hero. He, his sacrifice made it so that they could stop the uh, Vecna. But anyways, I love that show, and I hope that uh, that last season is going to be just as good as what we've seen. Uh, I'm trying to think about what else we've been following that comes out next year. Oh, The Boys. The Boys. New season yeah. of The Boys. New season um, of The Boys. Hopefully uh, part two of Chucky. Yes. That starts uh, in February. Uh, the writers, is the writer strike <laughs> over yet? Yeah. Because they stopped, because uh, they only, because, uh. The, they stopped at episode four because of the writers, and that's I think that's the same for Invincible, which the first four episodes of Invincible, if you haven't watched that, they have a new Paper Mario coming out. Really? Yeah. It says Paper Mario, The Thousand Year Door. Oh, you know what I saw um, in the list of video games coming out? Uh, Adam, you're probably going to be interested in it. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh, hell yeah. Saw it. And it's going to be in VR, too. Hey, Adam is not the only yeah. killer clowns from outer space fan, all right? He's I've been just the one that I've heard talk about it the most. Come on. <laughs> I'm sure not, you're into it, too. I talk about it more than Adam. Adam doesn't know shit about paper. Uh, I'm talking about paper, Mario. About <laughs> yeah, I don't know anything about paper, Mario. From outer space. Uh, I know enough about it that I'm going to get the VR game, and I'm going to be a killer clown murdering people. There is a game that I'm, no, that I'm looking I, forward to, or that I wish I had a VR system for. Bulletstorm VR. Bulletstorm is one of my favorite shooter games of all time, and they're coming out with a VR game in January. I wish I had VR just for that because holy crap, that game was amazing. Yeah, I remember me and you played that together, and you like introduced me to it, and you were yes. like, "This is like the greatest intro because you're just walking around your ship, drunk as fuck." Mm -hmm. I remember that Hilarious. game. It was so much fun, and it had a point system like old school arcade games for your kills now yep. has anybody seen well i don't know uh i don't know sam do you ever play final fantasy i no. know adam does so <laughs> never played it final fantasy 16 was only released on ps5 but i know they're releasing <laughs> it on pc mm. the yeah 16 so i am excited for that to come out on pc yeah there's a, yeah there's so much good stuff like and the out. part two okay so the part two of final fantasy 7 remake is coming out ah Okay. So, I haven't played the remake yet. I haven't played the remake yet. Yeah. Um, it was kind of annoying that part one came out, and then you got to wait for part two. I didn't realize they split them up into parts. 
I didn't yeah, even know well, that. I guess it makes sense because the original Final Fantasy VII was two discs, but it's just annoying that you had to wait what two years, right? <laughs> for 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 the uh, se- uh, second part, but yeah, it was pretty good. I know. I'm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm. I want to play it. I really do. I just don't want to spend the money. I'm like, I already beat Final Fantasy VII way back in the day. I know it's remastered and everything, but it's just like how Skyrim keeps getting my money somehow. Um, <laughs> I just can't keep doing that. I can't keep buying remastered games that I loved as a kid because I'm just buying the same thing over and over and spending another $60 a game on it. I'm not going to lie. I'm looking at this list of games, and I'm not too excited about much. No. no. I mean... I am probably not going to buy too much in the next year. You know what? 24 looks pretty bad. Okay, so I forgot to talk about this trailer earlier, and now I'm a little embarrassed. Um, Godzilla X-Kong, the new Empire. Yes. That trailer was so awesome. Um, Just that the fact that the trailer concluded with Godzilla and King Kong running side by side into battle. I got a bit of a chub. That was nice. I liked yeah. it. Yeah, there were there were people uh, upset about uh, Godzilla wouldn't run like that, Godzilla and I was like, I was like, <laughs> did you see the movie back in the day where Godzilla just leaned back and slid on his tail, <laughs> a freaking robot? I'm like, come on, <laughs> you can't get upset with how Godzilla runs now. Well, and I really loved uh, Godzilla vs Kong. I thought that was a great movie. Yeah, and when I say great, I mean it was a great kaiju movie that didn't have to really make sense in the plot at all. It was just fun to watch, and that's what it was. It was entertaining, and it was Mm. so it was funny because we watched that. uh, My brother invited like uh, me and my wife, and then my parents over to their house to like watch the movie when it came out. And my mom's like, "I haven't seen any of the other movies." I'm like, "Don't worry about it. You you won't get lost. You'll be okay." Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, lizard versus ape. You'll be okay. But, you know, and that those movies always follow a certain formula. Every single one of them does when they do the versus movies. Because it's like two two characters that you love going head to head. And in the end, they end up teaming up against the real threat. Yeah. Uh, every and single that, movie does it. That last fight against Mechagodzilla was freaking phenomenal. That was so well done. Oh, it my gosh. It was good. Yeah. Dude, I, it, uh, just the the amount of destruction that they showed. Oh my gosh, that movie, that fight rather was fan freaking fantastic. It I was think, so good. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and I'm very excited for the movie. It looks like it's going to be fun. It's going to be them teaming back up and doing battle, and you know. And I'm a huge fan of the Godzilla and the Kong movies. I'm watching Monarch right now. I'm going to talk about it next time but because uh, I'm only five episodes in. But I really like Monarch. I think they're doing a good job of just kind of showing the story behind the uh, you know, kind of the organ the, I guess, I don't know, maybe evil organization. It's hard to tell yet mm. where where they're going with it. Um, but they're kind of telling the story behind it. Kurt Russell's doing a great job in that show. Wyatt Russell, yep. his son, plays a younger version of him. Um and it looks, uh, it, it's been very, very good so far. You've gotten to see some different monsters in the monster verse, and they're not all like giants, but they're still titans because they all have these crazy powers. Uh, there's been a couple of monsters that I don't remember from any of the previous movies. Um, 
That that ice monster was cool. <laughs> that was awesome. Yes. That was really cool. Like when he just sucks like the, the heat out Holy. of the plane and the guy, yo oh my god, froze the guy to death. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's been good. And I you know, the whole thing where they uh I really don't want to spoil anything because that show is still going on right now. But um, no episode released today. Was there? Okay, I got to watch it. Yep. Um, but yeah, Godzilla, you know, makes uh, appearances almost every episode so far, either in a flashback or, you know, mm. I mean, it's pretty much all flashback. But he's shown up a few times. He hasn't really done much. They've just kind of given glimpses of him doing things. Uh, but the show itself is, is just doing such a great job of storytelling in that universe. Yep. Um, and one of my, uh, so, and back to, uh, Godzilla X Kong. So what that kind of reminds me of, so me and my brother used to play this game on, it was GameCube, uh, called Godzilla Destroy All Monsters. And it was a four person melee battle where you picked your monster and you just like were dropped into a city and you just fought each other until there was one monster left standing. But you could like pick up buildings and throw them at each other. You could pick up like other monsters and throw them. Like one of my favorite things was me and my brother would like team up and it would be like, all right, let's take on like Ghidorah and whatever else. And it's like we'd be walking towards them and then I'd make a sharp turn and grab my brother and pick him up and throw him at the other monsters. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he get pissed every single time. But it was just such a fun game because you each monster had its own unique powers and it was just, you know, I like I don't even know how to describe it. Kind of like Mortal Kombat. Well, I used to play a game in the arcade called Rampage. Uh-huh. That's what I was trying to remember. Rampage was Rampage. And then you punch the building, and then you'd eight people in the yep. building, and it was sweet. And you were a big lizard named Lizzie, and uh, you punched helicopters and stuff. And uh, man, why don't they like remake that? They've done they a few. Made a, they made a movie with Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, they made one with The Rock, and uh, it wasn't bad. It wasn't good. And I, I, it sounds, that game sounds like a mix between Rampage and Primal Rage. But that, kind of. but that was a classic Nintendo game. It was. Yeah. Or an arcade game. They did two, they did two, uh, two different Rampages on, I think it was Nintendo 64. It was, yeah, I think it was Nintendo 64. They did two different ones and they were fun. It was like updated graphics and everything. So the so one of them had three characters. You had Lizzie, uh, you had Ralph the uh, uh, the wolf, and then you had George the monkey. Um, and then the one after that, they had like five different characters. And I can't remember what they are, but I mean, a lot of it was just kind of like you know, it was Godzilla ripoff. I was always was Lizzie. I, yeah, I think I was too. I was Ralph. I was the wolf. I think I'm. You know what? My new goal. Is to get the arcade game, like an arcade machine. Yeah, get the arc, get the, ar- the arcade, and I get did it right love, over here. I did love that game. That was a good one. It was. <sighs> it was one of my favorites. That and Double Dragon. Yeah, yeah, those are good. Do you ever see the Double Dragon movie? Yes, I yeah. do remember that. I want my brain to forget it, but I did. I remember see- the Double Dragon uh, cartoon. Yeah, let's see here, Scott Wolf. Whatever happened to Scott Wolf? I looked them up. He's not long ago. baby. I looked them up not long ago, and they were it, it didn't turn out well for them. <laughs> they did not find success after Double Dragon. Alyssa Milano was in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, oh, Robert the, Patrick was in it. I was gonna say the T one thousand was in it. 
Yeah, I remember that. And they, yeah, they made Double Dragon really weird. Like the original game was just like a beat 'em up street thing, and then they like get then later on they like evolved it into like weird costumes and stuff like that. And uh, you know, yeah, Sam needs a diaper. <laughs> but <laughs> and but... Uh, no, they evolved. Then they evolve it into like did they have like lizard freaking? They had like they like grew, grew like ears on their like masks and stuff like that later on in the cartoons. Double dragon. They did. They, they, they had like a transformation. Yeah, they crossed. Really they crossed. They yeah, crossed doors. Yeah, it got really weird. It's like yeah, I remember the cartoon, and I was like, but that was just this was not the original Double Dragon, and I was like, this is freaking stupid. Because the original Double Dragon was like Street Fighter badasses. And I was like, what the hell is this crap? And I'm trying to watch this crap. I'm like, what the hell is this? These people look stupid. They made a lot of really shitty movies, or sorry, TV shows, cartoons in the uh, 90s and early 2000s. Uh, mm-hmm. But yes, the Double Dragon one, yeah, they, they crossed swords and they got their powers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they really screwed it up. They did. Why did they ruin such a good thing? Yeah. No, it was not good. I remember, I think I watched every episode because I was a kid and I was stupid and thought it was cool, but it was bad. But I remember, see, look, the original Double Dragon, here it is. They were sleeveless, they had muscles, they had a little headband. If you if you just Google original Double Dragon, it was just these two badasses with tattoos and muscles and they're freaking sleeveless and you're just like, hell yeah, dude, we're about to freaking kick some ass and they got wristbands and they're like, let's go, motherfucker, let's kick some ass. And then you look up uh, newer Double Dragon, not newer, newer. not newer, I keep putting, pushing um, Double Dragon and they're like, look at our stupid ears. And it's like, screw those guys, I can kick their ass and I'm fat. Yeah. Did you ever, play the, did you ever play the Battletoads in Double Dragon game? Yes. I remember that. That was a good one. That was yeah. a good one. But uh, I, you know what? I think we're out of time today, so I think we should wrap this up. Um, you want to do the honors? All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, this is Adam, Rick, and Sam from Spit Tape. Please join us next time where we uh, release episodes every Friday. You can find us on Twitter. We are Spit Takers. You can find us on Facebook and TikTok. And uh, please join us every Friday. I think I already said that. And uh, see you next time. Level up, guys!